0: The Holy Spirit.
1: Does he speak in tongues? Is he Does he baptize? Is he charismatic? Is he Pentecostal? Is he a person?
0: Church, you're doing good tonight. You're doing good. Awesome! Woo. I mean, what a crazy week, right? Uh, Wednesday night, I was invited by a very, very good friend, and all of a sudden, I saw that the summer is changing into fall. And lightnings over the whole city—I've never seen so big <laughs> lightnings in the city. And I know most Swiss people—they are happy about fall because the most Swiss people—we don't like summer. Summer is too hot, right? Are you agree? Uh, no, just kidding. Swiss people, when fall is coming, all of a sudden that the atmosphere in the church is changing. Oh, it's cold again. Fog is coming. It starts to rain. But every season, it's the right season, right? Come on. We have started four weeks ago a brand new series about the Holy Spirit. And I hope you have enjoyed the series so far. I uh, enjoyed it very, very much. And the topic is a God who enables me. Sometimes you hear that people are saying, this person is very charismatic. Have you ever heard that? Maybe you're here right now and say, yeah, that's me. Or sometimes say, that church is very super charismatic. And here is the good thing. Each of us, right now here, you are very charismatic in the eyes of God. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are very charismatic. Can you do that? Yeah, do it as you mean it. You know, the word charismatic comes from the Greek word charisma. And let's think for a moment why you are charismatic. Because the word charisma, charisma is split up in two words. Charisma, carries means grace, grace. Grace is a beautiful name, right? And the word ma means actually gift. And if you combine these two words together, grace, a gift grace, with other words, you have a gift from God through grace grace means it's not logic grace means it makes no sense grace means it has nothing to do with your skills with your ability it's a presence a gift from god above and you are gifted from god in heaven that's why you are charismatic you cannot be not charismatic because you're gifted from God in heaven. Let's go into the first Bible text in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse one, and Paul is teaching the, the Corinthian church about the grace gift. And he's saying to them, "Now about the gifts of the Spirit." Brothers and sisters, I do not want to be uninformed. He's saying, I want to teach you about the grace gift. Because there are a lot of things in you and you have to understand why you're gifted and what is the purpose to be gifted. Why is that so important? We have to understand a little bit like the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was given to certain people for a certain task, for a certain occasion, for a certain moment, and only certain people were gifted with the grace from God. Let's go into an amazing clip that you understand. There were certain people that were gifted with the grace from God with the Holy Spirit. Here is the clip.
1: Das ist Bezalel. Nach einem überraschenden Besuch vom Heiligen Geist war er urplötzlich gesegnet mit Weisheit, Verstand und Können, was er auch dringend gebraucht hat. Denn Gott wollte unbedingt, dass er für ihn die Stiftshütte baut. Das ist Josua. Der Heilige Geist hat ihn dazu befähigt, ein ganzes Volk zu führen, was nach 40 Jahren Wüste nicht ganz einfach war. Das ist Gideon. Der Heilige Geist gab ihm die Kraft, eine Armee zu führen. Obwohl er dazu eigentlich gar keinen Bock hatte. Das ist Simson. Der Heilige Geist gab ihm die Kraft, mit bloßen Händen einen Löwen zu zerreißen. Versucht bitte nicht, das zu Hause nachzumachen. Das ist Saul. Er war eigentlich nur auf der Suche nach entlaufenen Eseln, als ihn der Heilige Geist erst in einen Propheten und dann in einen König verwandelt hat. Das ist Maria. Der Heilige Geist hat sie ganz schön in Schwierigkeiten gebracht. Versuch du mal, deinen Verlobten klarzumachen, dass er Vater wird, ohne dass er dafür etwas kann. Aber es ist gut rausgekommen, wie du sicherlich weißt. So bin ich, der Heilige Geist.
0: Come on, yeah. That's the Old Testament. Certain people for certain tasks, certain occasions, just only certain people. And let's go into an amazing Bible text. And I want to um, give you a little bit like a background in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Sometimes people say, I don't understand theology. It's a very complex topic about the Holy Spirit. But here in that text is grammar. Here is the word each each are you an each? are you an each? It's just a simple question are you an each? If you are an each that means he is talking whom right now to you. you are an each and Paul is saying listen to me, it's very important. In verse 8 and 11 it's about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and let's go to these gifts of the Holy Spirit. The one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit to another faith by the same Spirit to another the gifts of healing by that one Spirit to another miraculous powers to another prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are to the work of the same Spirit, and he's disputed them to each one. Are you an each? If you are an each, he's talking straight to you, just as he determines. And here is something important to know, because sometimes people say, I have the gift of healing. You don't own a gift, The gift belongs to the Holy Spirit. He has all the gifts. And he is given the gifts to you for the common good for everybody. With other words, you are blessed to be a blessing to equip the body of Christ. You are used by the Holy Spirit. gifts can be given and also taken away. I heard a very dramatic story about the guy started to pray for people and all of a sudden people get healed. And all of a sudden he believed I have a gift of healing. And one day he just took the jacket and he drove the jacket to a person and said, in the name of Jesus, boom, be healed. A little bit like a Hollywood show, you know. You see this sometimes, right? In TV, especially in America. And in that moment, the gift of healing stopped. And God said to him, you misused the gift as a show. And for more than 10 years, He could pray for people, not one single miracle took place. Before the verse, you don't own a gift. The Holy Spirit owns all the gifts. Let's go into these nine gifts of the Holy Spirit because you're grace and gifted from the Holy Spirit. Some theologians, they're saying the nine gifts you can split up in three groups. Three groups of gifts. And you know, I like to preach about three points. And when I read that, I thought, oh, that fits very well for me, because three is always very simple. Let's split up the nine gifts in three groups, and let's learn together why are those so important. The group number one, the gifts of revelation reveal something, and in that group are three gifts. Here is the gift of wisdom. This is a divine answer or solution for a productive event. There's a divine answer for a moment you need, you need it. For example, um, when Jesus, they, 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 they caught a woman by, in adultery, they brought her to Jesus. You know that story? And actually, they tried to trap Jesus. And they said, in the law of Moses saying, if we trap, we find a woman in adultery, we should stone her. What do you think? They try to trap Jesus. If you are in a trap moment in your life, you need the gift of wisdom, right? Because you knew if I say something wrong, this woman is dead. And then he said, with the gift of wisdom, Has any one of you not sinned? Then you'll be the first to throw the stone at her. And all left. And here is the gift of wisdom worked very well. So often you face situations when we need wisdom. The Bible said, if you're lacking of wisdom, ask God for wisdom and he will pour out the gift of wisdom in your personal life. I read a very funny story actually. There was a young guy, he worked very hard in a company and he had a a lunch break. And during lunch break, the, the phone was ringing and he was very angry because somebody is stopping the break. And he picked up the phone and said, who? What kind of an idiot is phoning me during lunch break? And the other side of the phone was a guy very angry. Do you know who I am? Am I? He said, no. I am your boss. That's the moment, friends. You need the gift of wisdom. Right? Then he asked back, do you know who, who, who am I? The boss said, no. He said, lucky. And he quits the conversation. And that's the gift of wisdom. Let's break it down in a very practical way. There are wisdom principles. I wrote it down. Three things for you. Maybe it's helpful for you. It's the open door. If you need wisdom, just ask the question, which door is open? It's not always what you like, but that door is open. The second thing could be a deadline. If you're not sure about the situation, just put a deadline. You say, from now, in 10 days or one month, I will make a decision. Or the list means what is pro and contra about a certain topic. And with these three points, it's very helpful to make a smart decision. The gift number two in that package is the gift of knowledge. To know a situation specific without having learned it by natural means. And of all the gifts, I have to be honest, I like that gift the most. Because it's very, very unique. Because can you imagine you are in a church church setting and all of a sudden God speaks to you and says there's a person in that row and he has this and this challenge and this is the solution and you speak to the person and also for the person is the word in season. That's a very, very helpful gift of God. Like every summer break, I have sometimes like like a week where my sleep is not, in a, not so good because i reflecting a lot of things, what's happened uh, in, in my church year And I will not forget this uh, year, I had three nightmares in a row. Three nightmares in a row. The first nightmare was I was sleeping and all of a sudden I saw a thief coming in and steal my purse and walks out. And I woke up and say, what in the world are you doing? But it was just a nightmare. The next morning when I woke up, I was wet. Like I slept in a sauna, you know. And the next day, I had another nightmare. I dreamt we were uh, uh, far away. We saw three different families. And one family had a big challenge. Like They were not agree about the topic. And all of a sudden, they blamed me. And I had nothing to do with that situation. But they blamed me, always a small Leo. And I woke up in the morning. I felt so bad. Why? Why always people blame me. And the third nightmare was actually, I dreamt that a guy comes in and tries to kill me. And I woke up and I conquered that beast and uh, the nightmare was gone. But the problem was, in the same room my best friend was there too. And he woke up, <gasps> what's going on with you? I said, yeah, there was a person who tried to kill me. He said, no. There is nobody in the room, only me. I had three nightmares in a row. And I had no clue why I had that nightmare, because I'm a pastor. Come on, I'm a pastor. No pastors, nightmares. We have dreams and visions, right? Why do I have nightmares? And the gifts of discernment means there's a person who knows exactly what happens. I explained to my friend everything, why I had the nightmare. And he said, out of the blue, here is the thing. The dream nightmare stands, the devil comes to steal, to lie, and to murder. That's why you had the nightmare. It's nothing about your soul. You have done wrong because... You are stepping to a new season. New season means new levels, new devils. And all of a sudden for me, I could handle the nightmares. Because the gifts of discernment is very unique, gives you a glimpse of idea what's going on in your life. And this is a very, very unique gift. The gift number three in that package is the gift of distinguishing the spirits to be made aware of the presence of a demonic spirit. Listen to me, the distinguishings of spirits. That means you can distinguish what is from God or what is from the devil. I wrote down a very, very unique quote. The devil doesn't come in a person. The devil comes through a person, not in, through. person through a relationship through a boss in the early years of our church our church grew very rapidly very fast and we not had enough employees and even not enough money and there was a very very cool gifted manager and i said to him we need you because for the next season for the next level of our church we need a manager because i'm a preacher teacher but we need a manager we need some structure Uh, we need just help and he asked me how much is my salary I said, 0.0 US dollars. I can give you a job in faith. You trust that God supplies all your needs. And he said to me, I like it. Come in. This is an adventure. Why not? I earned so much money. Why should not do that? And here's the thing. Whenever you step out in faith, whenever you make a decision in your life, Around the corner, the devil is offering you even a better better job. The next morning, he went to the company. The boss said, I want to have a chat with you. And the boss said to him, you are so gifted. I want to give you a new contract. I want to hire you for a new job. And your salary will be one US dollar, one million US dollars a year. What do you think? He came to me and said, Hey, my boss wants to give you a one million US dollars contract. I mean, that's the dream of every Swiss guy, international, of course, as well. What should I do? This is my dream. I dreamt to have a high career. I dreamt to earn a million, and now there's a million. And this is typical of the devil. If you make a decision to work for God, you're stepping out in faith. For 0.0 around the corner is always the devil offers you even a better job. And the gifts of discernment of spirit, I knew. It's nothing about the job. It's a devil thing. I said, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I cursed that one million. And what happened after that? He said, yes, to my 0.000 contract how cool is that don't tell me we don't need the holy spirit you need the holy spirit because sometimes he is attacking you and you think it's only a person it's a demonic attack that's the spirit of the holy that's the gifts of the holy spirit let's go into into the group number two and there are two uh, three different gifts the gifts of uh, the gifts of uh, inspiration communicates something. The gifts of inspiration communicates something. And here are three gifts and two, I won't talk about it, is the gifts of speaking in tongues. Uh, I will speak the next two Sundays only about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. If you wanna be here an amazing sermon, don't be, be around the next two Sundays. Okay, here's the gift of prophecy. This is a message of encouragement from God to a person. A message of encouragement from God to a person. Here's the thing, um, let's read first the Bible text. Are you ready? First Corinthians chapter 4, 13 verse 31. For you can all, are you an all? There's only some people and all the rest. I don't know what you are. Prophecy in turn, so that you be everybody, baby, instructed and encouraged. Three things God is using a prophetic word to, for encouragement, not for critique. Prophecy is not, thus speaks the Lord. That's not prophecy. Prophecy is encouragement. You speak. The view of God over your life. And every, every week when I prepared a message, my wife, she wrote down some statements, some encouragements, and that's the wall before I preach, prepare my message. Um, it's in German, means um, always, irreplaceable, consistently, precious, forever, loved, important for of your life. And there are prophetic words, how God sees my life. Hear the prophetic words it's, it's a use for everybody. And I wanna show you right now how you can manage the gifts of prophecy. I wanna, I wanna ask a person on stage. Um, can you, can you, do you wanna, could you come on the stage for a moment? You don't have to do anything, just be yourself. I do, I'm very, I'm very easy, I'm very easy. You can, you can sit down here. Uh, just sit down here. And before I, I start, I just want to ask you, what, what, what's your name?
2: Natalie.
0: Natalie. Where are you from?
2: I'm um, originally from Jamaica, but I live in Switzerland.
0: Jamaica. 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 Cool running, cool running. I know, cool running. Cool running. Okay. Uh, we, here's the thing. We never met before. We never met before. And you're just here. And um, that's, that's how the prophetic word works. That's how what you can do in a small group or at home. And I just say, Holy Spirit, I want to invite you right now. Do you have a specific prophetic word for Natalie? Just a word for encouragement? A word just um, draws her closer to your heart? And uh, do you have any word? And here's the cool thing, Natalie. You don't relax because prophecy is not critic. I will not criticize you. That's why a prophetic word is always positive. Also, when, when I close my eyes, usually I have a word, or like a, a, like, it's like a cinema, like a movie, and I saw for you a, a heart. You have a very, very big, unique, soft heart. But in, it's somewhere the last uh, one or two years, uh, something happened in terms of a relationship in your life, and in your heart is a small split. very small thin split and you feel sometimes like disappointed by people and even that thin split in your heart has also an impact in your relationship with God because sometimes you feel God why, why have you done what you have done but that split in your heart that's not you because you are a woman with a very soft and a great heart and don't rely on what happened in your life just Believe that you have a huge heart for God it's undivided, it's strong and big and God loves you because you're seeking the Lord from the bottom of your heart and this split is not something belongs to you it's time to get rid and just God will heal and fix it. you know this is a, just a word and, and Natalie you can relate to what I've said to you?
2: I... Sometimes I have to think about things. It comes later. Um, in terms of what you just said, I lots a lot of it um, really does make sense. Um, I was here last week, and I have to say I went home with... Um, my spirit was really, like, divided when it comes to... Do I really need to speak in tongues because I grew up um, asking God to give it to me and I should really feel that it's from him. And um, I spoke to Jenny and she prayed for me and she said, you know, if you really want it and desire it, you can ask God and he'll give it to you. And um, I went home and every morning I went walking in the forest and I just prayed and and sang praises to him. And um, I asked him, I said, you know, if you really want to give it to me, I'm ready. I mean, but you really have to make it clear to me. It has to be in a way that I just cannot help myself. And um, Wednesday morning, as I, was, as I came back from my walk and I was at the table, I watched this thing on my phone about a preacher from Denmark who goes around the world and. Um, baptize people, and then lay his hand on them for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. And I was watching that, and it just touched me so much, so deeply. And I started crying, and then all of a sudden, without knowing what happened, I just heard myself speaking in unknown tongues which was, it just came over me and I couldn't help myself. And at that moment, I was so aware of what was going on, but at the same time, there was this this feeling like electricity, you know, in my, from my head going down. And I just stood up and I started like writing to people I had to share with, with friends. I just received the, t- you know, the, the spirit. I was just, and I, I went into my bedroom and I was like, I need to call my husband because I can't pick up a child. I don't think this is over. I felt like I needed more. It was like a beginning of something and it needed to just root itself in me. And so it came upon me again. And I was wide awake, but I felt like my whole head was just like in, you know, just like, I couldn't explain it. But I just like for five minutes long, I just heard myself. My mouth was like just... I, I can't explain, it was just like, like open and it just, my tongue just went off. <laughs> That's the only word I have for it. And it went off and it, was, it just went on and on and on and I couldn't get my husband at work and I called my mother-in-law and I said to her, I said, the Holy Spirit is upon me. I don't know how long this is gonna take, but please call your son and tell him that he needs to pick up our son from the kindergarten because I don't know how long. And that was quarter to 11. So I felt like this, it felt so good. It was just like so, I just welcomed it and I felt like I want more. I want to I want to be able to speak. And believe me, I haven't spoken it since then. It's in my heart and I'm like, I don't know what this is about. And all the, you know, First um, Corinthians 12, I've been on it all week. <laughs> on it all week, just reading through it and, you know, asking God for the gift of discernment for me to know. Was this from you? Is this your gift or is it? some demonic gift but my heart tells me no it is real because it was so it just felt so good it just felt like I wanted more and I haven't it hasn't come upon me since then and I feel like it's because I haven't really taken the time to to separate myself to be alone with him to have that time where you know I'm just you know undivided Attention for him, and I feel like that's the type of spirit that That he you know, he has put in me it has to be you know at a time when I'm ready when I'm When I'm not distracted by my four children or my husband and, and all of that. So I just I it's it's amazing It's really it has to be the Holy Spirit that um, had you call me up here because I felt like could it be that I, I have something to say because when I spoke when my tongue went off, and that's, that's, that's the only way I can put it, when my tongue went off, I felt like that is a language. And I'm sure somewhere, somebody speaks this language because it just felt like, what is going on? I was just like, uh, my eyes were wide open. I felt like my eyes were like turning. I felt like, oh, what's, what's happening here? And at the same time, the tongue was just like, I... I I I do not want to say, and I've told myself since then, even when I prayed, I was like, I'm not going to force it. I want it to come just the way it did. It needs to be real. It needs to be uncontrollable. It needs to be something I cannot control. I don't want to do anything to make it come. I just want it to come upon me as it did then. And I... I'm just amazed. And I've, you know, it's been a long time coming because I grew up in Jamaica, Pentecostal churches. I've been to the altar. I've prayed. I've had people put their hands on me. I've, I've you know, wanted it like my friends had it. And there were times a part of me saying, no, some of them are just faking it. I don't want that fake thing. It, if it comes, I need it to really be, be true and be mine. And then I'll know that it's from you, God. And so last Wednesday that was the time, it was the right time, and I have no idea what he has planned with me and what you, know, what, you know, how this will grow, but that has been it, and until now it hasn't come back. I haven't probably given it the space, but I'm just like so so happy and so blessed.
0: Let's give you a big hand, thank you so much. Come on, how cool is that, thank you. I'll lead you back to the place, thank you so much. For sharing that, I mean, you see, be careful. That's the power of a prophetic word. You see, it releases something. How cool is that, right? Come on, this is amazing. So I, I want to teach you about the last package. Uh, the, 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 the gifts of the power has an effect. And that's the, the last three gifts I want to speak the, last, uh, the rest of my time. The gifts of faith. This is supernatural impartation or belief. A confidence for a specific situation. This is like you're going to maybe to a rough moment in your life, but there is faith in you that God knows what He's doing. Maybe some maybe people say to you, why are you so calm? Why are you so peaceful? You say, I know because I know, and I know because I know that God is the one who carries me through. The gifts of faith can help you to go to an amazing situation. Here is my thing where I need the, the gifts of, the, uh, of faith. For example, we have raised some money for the Coming Home Project for those people, they're not around. Um, the last month we have raised about 4.9 million Swiss franc for, for the children facility, for the youth facility, for a lot of things in that building. 4.9 million is even for us as a church a big number. And there were moments where people said to me, I'm not sure if we, are really, we will really raise that together. But in me was always a faith. I believe we will raise that money together because I believed in you. I believed in you that you are very a good giver. Or I believe that God is challenging you to give. But I believed it. And here's the thing. Friday, before the opening of the Samsung Hall, our first celebration here, I asked my bookkeeper... How much money is on the bank account? And here is the number, Friday before the opening, 4.9 million and 2,000 Swiss francs. Come on, let's give God a praise break. I mean, the question is, what should we do with the 2,000 Swiss francs? (laughs) And here's the thing, I always believed, you, you, you cannot express that why. Sometimes it's a belief, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. He believed, you believe, He will carry you through. The second gift is the gift of miracles, miraculous divine interventions that alter our natural circumstances. You believe in miracles. I want to ask you a question Have you, in some point in your life, experienced a miracle? Can you just lift up your hands for a moment? A miracle in your life? You see, there's a lot of people. Just can you put down your hand? Have you you been a miracle for another person? Can you lift up your hands? Have you been a miracle for a person? Wow, There's also a lot of people. How can you be a miracle? It's also very simple. Ask the Holy Spirit, is there anything I can do for somebody? I was with my wife in, in, in a sauna. Actually, we have in our home a sauna, And in the sauna, it's a cool thing, it's very hot, and you cannot run away. And I said, Friday, Holy Spirit, is there anything I can be a miracle for a person? And I had a lightning bolt moment. I heard that God is saying to me, There's a business guy, and your wife is painting some pictures. Give that pictures away free. I said, No big deal. It's not my pictures. I said to my funny, I have a good and a bad news. The good news is one of your pictures is leaving the house. It's the good news. The bad news is it's for free. And just be faithful in what you hear and be a doer of what you heard. And then you will be a miracle for other people. That's the gift of miracles. God using you to be a blessing for other people. And here's the last gift in that package. It's the gift of healing. This is a supernatural Endowments of a divine health. Sometimes people say to me, you talk a lot about healing. Maybe it's sometimes a little bit too much. Here is the thing, people only saying that until they get sick. If you are get sick, you say, I don't care. I need a miracle. I don't care what people think. I need a prayer. I need a, like a touch from God in heaven. Here's an amazing story about Oral Roberts. Maybe you heard about that amazing guy. I don't want to ask you for a moment to be neutral because sometimes we heard about a person or we had maybe we agree or disagree. But you have to understand the story behind the story because often we judge too fast. You have to understand his story. He, When he was 19 years old, he had tuberculosis. And in that moment... At that point in that that area, there were not one person who recovered from tuberculosis. There were not one person from the doctor, from the hospital had a recover. And he knew, I will die. It was like a diagnosis, you die. He went to a big crusade and there was a guy in that room, he prayed for him. And God healed him immediately. And one year later, he was totally free. And he was very happy. And he had an encounter with God. God said to him, you are you healed from tuberculosis. And now I want to ask you, go around the world and preach about healing. Because a lot of people, they have a wrong uh, concept about healing. And God said to him, please start a university about healing. That everybody on the planet Earth will know, will see God is a healer. God will never ever stop heal people and the gifts of healing it's like a touch of the Holy Spirit, you pray for somebody, boom persons get healed here are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and I've talked many times about it and don't have time to go to every gifts a little bit more time, but here is the thing often people hear it say, oh cool wow Works very well, makes sense. You walk out and nothing changes. What is the difference working in those gifts and not working in those gifts? And here is one Bible verse who changed me in terms of the Holy Spirit. And here is the verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Please read carefully with me. Follow the way and love and eagerly Desire, eagerly desire, the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Desire means, eagerly desire means, I put action in my heart. That means every morning when I wake, it's like, a Holy Spirit, use me, anoint me, baptize me. I don't want to live in my natural. I want to live in the supernatural. Give me a prophetic word for my kids, for my wife, for my husband, for my small group. Let me pray for people that are healed at my workplace. You eagerly desire. And so many people, when you hear about the topic of the Holy Spirit, you say, it's too complex for me. I can live also without the Holy Spirit because it's confusing. Dear friends, I grew up in a Catholic church and for me was the Holy Spirit always a very special topic. I was afraid about the Holy Spirit. I have to be honest. But that Bible verse said to me, the Holy Spirit is not coming unless you are eagerly desire for the gifts you're going on your knees and say, Holy Spirit, use me, baptize me, anoint me, equip me, use me, not for my glory, to equip the body of Christ. By grace, I am gifted. You are gifted by grace. And let's work and operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you will, uh, you will see signs and miracles in your life. And I want to ask you the question in ending the message. Are you eagerly desire? Do you eagerly desire the Spirit of the Holy Spirit? Let's be honest. When you experience the people are sick in your company, you can say, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry will change nothing. Nothing. Nada. Zero. zip. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is gentleman. Yeah. Praying for people in power of the Holy Spirit changes something. Let's operate and work with the power of the Holy Spirit. And closing the message, I want to ask you to stand up for a moment. And we want to go into a Holy Spirit session right now. And you see on the left hand or right hand side of it, there's a cross. If you want, when you sing the song, you can go to the cross. You kneel on the cross. Maybe you have to confess certain things. And uh, there's another um, thing there. You can pray for healing. If you say, I need the healing in my life. Just go there and people will pray for you. And on this side, this is the Lord's Supper. If you just want to say, I want to take time with God and take the Lord of, Lord's Supper, please go there. Here is the cross. You can kneel down and you can eagerly seek the Spirit. Or you can go there and you ask for healing. And there is the Lord's Supper. And you have a lot of options. And the band will sing the song, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you. Let's sing this song together. Maybe, maybe you hear you're afraid about the Holy Spirit. Maybe this is your song. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will never put you oppression. Put you. He knows to win your heart. You can say, Holy Spirit, here I am. I'm afraid about you. I heard so many r- weird things. But I just give you the permission to come in me, use me in the supernatural. Around. Holy Spirit, you know each of one here, you know not me as well. And Holy Spirit, I want to ask you right now: come in me, anoint me, baptize me, release the gifts in me, speaking in tongues, the gift of wisdom, knowledge, discernment of the spirits, faith. Miracles, miracles, prophecies, healing, God is.